if you're still finding your way. That's better. Or even if you've got it all figured out. That's better. I want to hear what you've got to say. That's better. It's Bullish with Toro. Hi. Hey guys, Toro here. Sounding a little sick because uh, I was on a mountain uh, trekking a volcano in Mexico and I'm used to being on beaches at this point, so uh, I think the chill got to me. But this episode is with me, and it's in two parts. So the first part is me answering all of the questions that I usually ask all my guests. And it was pretty quick because, you know, I was just talking to myself. <laughs> and the second part is more of an ask me anything. So I took some questions from you guys out there and answered them. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Mm. Very good smoothie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bullish with Toro. This is Toro, and I'm here today with myself. (laughs) Yes, my first solo episode, because I am the audience, the guest. I actually wanted to do this episode with myself first, because I wanted to explain how the idea of Bullish with Toro came about. But it just so happened that my brother was in town, and then he became episode one, and and here we are. I am speaking to you from Barbados, Christchurch, Oystens, Barbados, Oystens, very famous for its Friday fish fries, which is a time for all of these different uh, stalls to sell their fish. They cook the fish. They're frying their fish. You come by it. There's music. There's rum. There's laughter. There's fun. So my time on this island is winding down. I leave in a week, but I will be back. I think I'll actually be back in November. But before we talk about all of that and what I've been up to, let's torture myself the way I torture all the other guests with a warm-up. I'm going to do uh, mountain climbers because then I can just keep the mic down while I shout questions. So here we go. Okay, here we go. All right, what's my astrological sign? Cancer, uh, Cancer Sun, Gemini Rising, Sagittarius Moon. What's my favorite food? Cheeseburgers or a porterhouse steak from Benjamin's in Midtown. My favorite color, red, duh. Favorite smell, lavender, but I also really like my mom's linen closet whenever I open it, like the medicine. Favorite activity, anything active really, weights, hiking, snorkeling, favorite pastime, reality TV, (laughs) work hard, You want to let your brain melt a little bit. And where to next? Mexico. And then who knows? Woo. And time. For the record, I worked out for an hour and a half already today. And so I'm already pooped. (laughs) Okay. Oh, oh my gosh. This reminds me of when uh, one of my coworkers at Saatchi and Saatchi Wellness used to make fun of me because whenever I would walk up one flight of stairs... I would be winded. (laughs) But the point is I could keep walking up the stairs. I just get tired. (laughs) The name of this podcast is Bullish with Toro. And when I think of the word bullish, I think of 
strong, I think powerful, I think assertive, um, I think potential. And the definition that I run with is hopeful or confident that someone or something will be successful. Optimistic about the future of something or someone. So let's get into it. So to start, why is this podcast called Bullish with Toro? First of all, you know, my name's Toro. Uh, it means bull in Spanish. So I was really excited to read this definition because the point of it is for me to ask different people in my life, are you doing what you want to be doing with your life? And no matter the answer, I am hopeful that my peers will find success. I'm optimistic about their future. So it's meant to be a conversation about whether or not we are all doing what we want to be doing with our lives. And if we're not, why not? Is it a question of resources? Are you scared of something? Do you not have the information? If the answer is yes, then cool. Like, how did you manage that? Tell us about that story. And I think a lot of people are going to have the answer, yes, but, or yes, and. Um, yes, I am doing what I want to be doing with my life, but there's a piece missing or and something else. I don't know. <laughs> there could be a lot of different permutations of answers. So April 2020, we're a couple of weeks into the pandemic. And I mean, I'm going stir crazy. Do you remember, guys? Like that 2020 was awful. So me and my housemate, Jake, we decided to go for a walk to get some air because, you know, when you're working remote sometimes and everyone's trying to figure out how to be remote and as a project manager where you, there are a lot of moving parts that you need to manage, it, it was difficult to not be in the same room as the people you're trying to manage. So we went for a walk and on that walk, we're kind of venting. Um, I, you know, have this job that is good and that I've wanted but it was a very stressful time. We were doing scoping and it was the worst process for many people in their varying years of being in the industry. It was just like a very difficult client um, process. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is, is this, is this my, is this what I'm supposed to be doing forever? Like, is this it for Toro? Um, so I was kind of questioning, questioning where I was and what I was doing and whether it made me happy or whether I should be doing something else. And I turned to Jake and I said, Jake, are you doing what you want to be doing right now? And Jake said, yes. You know, he's working as a teacher in Yonkers, lives in Yonkers, very into community, as am I. And just the fact that we were walking and outside and taking a break from work just made it very, very therapeutic. And that's where I said and thought, man, I want to, I want to ask everyone this question, especially during this time. Because my immediate answer at the time was, yes, but. Um, yes, career-wise, I am doing what I want to be doing with my life. But I'm not creating anything of my own. I'm facilitating everyone else's creativity. I work in an advertising agency. And so by making this podcast, by you know working on the, the logo, by getting the music, um, the lyrics for the, the, what do you call it? The beginning? Intro music? Theme music? Um, the lyrics and singing that and editing that and having my boy Eric Dietz like put together the music, which is so catchy and editing it with my friend David Ray. And like, it was super fun and collaborative. And the nice thing about it was that it was all on my own time. All on my own time, which is important. 
And which is why this episode is coming. So uh, I put in air quotes right here late. Um, I was trying to keep up a cadence of doing an episode once a month. But, you know, I'm out here in Barbados living, living my best life. And so to stop to do a podcast episode, you know, I, I, I took a little break. I took a little break. But I'm here. So happy to be talking to everybody and, and sharing this, this journey that I've been on. So let me take it back to the questions that I ask everybody. What kind of a kid were you? So hmm, the kind of kid that I was was social. Um, I probably had maybe two very concrete friend groups, but was friends with many others. I was definitely a chubby kid, ate a lot of candy, definitely had like seconds and thirds of dinner all the time. <laughs> I still really, really love food. Uh, I also uh, went to a boarding school, Groton School, from 13 to 18. I was class president for two years in a row. I was head of many different clubs. I was part of Model UN, the debate team, the head of the knitting club. I just really liked being a part of different groups because uh, I really like people. And I think, and I know, people are all so different. And I just find it fascinating and engaging to, to learn somebody and their habits. And uh, then... In college, Carnegie Mellon studied Tepper School of Business, marketing and entrepreneurship, a minor in drama. Um, I'm gonna consider that kind of kid-like. Um, I've always been, I've just always been social. I think that's the best way to to describe me. Didn't really get into fights. Didn't get into too many arguments that were outside of the family. <laughs> I would say I was pretty smart. Uh, yeah, I wasn't the most popular, but I was definitely popular. I wasn't the most smart, but I was definitely smart. I wasn't the most athletic, but I was definitely athletic. So, you know, pretty good childhood. Pretty good childhood with lots of travel um, because of my dad's job with the United Nations. We were always holidaying um, because he often lived outside of the U.S., in Ethiopia, actually. And I used to have Ethiopian residency back in the day because I would travel there each summer in between boarding school. So yeah, social, international, chubby, smart, athletic, popular kid. <laughs> and where am I now? Like I mentioned, I'm in Barbados. It is a sunny day. There are some clouds that are looming over as if it's gonna rain. It's hurricane season out here. Barbados has been a trip, y'all. I got here in December. And I was going to leave in April, then I was going to leave in June, and then I pushed it out to September um, because, you know, I have my laptop here. And I was thinking, why return? Why? Why return to my mother's lower level? Because I moved home um, during the pandemic, which was pretty fun to have five out of six family members in the same house again. Made a lot of friends here. The lockdown, well, let me, st let me start that back. In February, there was a lockdown where you had to be on your property from, I think you had to be on your property from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., which is wild to even think about. Right now, we have a curfew of 11 p.m. There, You're allowed to be on the beach from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. every day for a salt bath. You know, we, this is an island culture, so the government acknowledges that and didn't say you can't go to the beach because that would be unhealthy for many people. 
so then March, the lockdown kind of lightened up, went outside, made a lot of great friends in Black Expats group, which is Black ex- Black Expats. It's a community um, where, you know, if you have any questions or gatherings you want to share, it's a WhatsApp group where you can make friends that way. And in April, there was a volcanic eruption on the island of St. Vincent, 115 miles away, the ashfall. <laughs> the ashfall reached us. Um, there were inches and inches of ash everywhere. Um, hard to breathe outside, got in your eyes. Uh, that was a challenge. Then we had a hurricane come by us. So there was a little bit of flooding, some power outages around the island. <laughs> Dengue was out here too, but that was before me. But, you know, we've, we've, just been, we've just been hit with a lot out here. And I say we because at this point I feel like, and some of the locals would tell you that I am a Bayesian. I's a Bayesian. All right. Recognize. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. I, I'm half Jamaican, half Nigerian. And so there is Caribbean in me. And... I'm loving it out here. So out here, what I'm doing is working as an assistant director of project management at McCann Health. Um, I also am now a product lead of a startup called Glancy. Shouts to Ellery for uh, bringing me on board. Glancy is a messaging app, which, you know, it's making the way that we communicate with each other more personal. So what it does, it's it's blurring the lines between asynchronous and synchronous communication. Synchronous being, you know, you're on FaceTime, talking to someone directly, you're on the phone talking to them, talking to them in real time. Async being, you know, a text message that you send and eventually it'll be received and responded to. Um, so check that out, install.glancy.io for iPhone only right now. We are fundraising with venture capitalists. And uh, besides that, working out, and thinking about podcasting, which I'm so glad to be doing again. The main question of, am I doing what I want to be doing with my life? Yes. Yeah, there's no yes and or yes but. It's yes. I have always wanted to work remotely Travel has always been a big part of my life. I, I, I actually haven't counted, but I think I've been to at least 30 countries. Um, I took a seven-month sabbatical in between Saatchi and McCann to travel. I went to Italy. I went to Amsterdam, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, France, Italy, Greece. Did I say France twice? That's fine. I backpacked Southeast Asia for a month, Thailand, Cambodia. It's fantastic. And... Now I'm able to combine two of my passions, which are travel and mm, collaboration, basically. Travel and collaboration slash community. And the collaboration comes with my career. My career will always have to involve me interacting with other people because in general, I do that well. Um, even as a fitness instructor, which I can't even claim to <laughs> claim to be anymore since I haven't taught a class since March, 2020. Wow. 
Wow, wow. And I did some body pump today, and it was very, uh, it was nice. It was like a nice memory. But yeah, I can't complain about anything. I'm in Barbados now. I'm going to be in New York for a week. I got a one-way ticket to Mexico. Uh, my cousin is getting married, and I just, you know, there's so much happening that I didn't plan much after that. So it's a one-way ticket. I'll figure it out. Maybe I'll go bounce around Tulum. I've never been to Mexico City. Um, I would like to go to San Francisco in late October. So who knows what I'll do before then. I mean, this is, this is how fortunate am I? You just need my laptop. And I can now be anywhere in a time zone that works with my main employer. Getting to work on this startup, I've always said that I just need a good idea and I can help execute on it. And then this past April, Glancy comes about. And I'm really excited about this project because since we have been so isolated, we are starting to open up. And, you know, you weren't able to see your friends as much as you'd like to. And coordinating like a big old Zoom call it could be daunting and just not work with everyone's schedules. And so Glancy really makes it easy to have FaceTime with your friends on everyone's time, on your time, on their time. So... That was fast. <laughs> Asking myself the questions that I ask everybody else. Um, I mean, that was done in like 15 minutes. <laughs> and so episodes need to be longer than that. And so what I did, guys, was I asked some of you to ask me some questions. And I'm going to answer them right now. So Jessica, who I met out in Barbados here, she asks, why do you love Barbados? So I'll start by saying how I even got to Barbados. Um, during the pandemic, I made some new friends and they told me that they were going to go to Barbados and I was welcome to join. And I said, you know, hey, guys, I know you've known me for only a month, but I'm the kind of chick that's going to take you up on that. <laughs> and so I did. And so I came and in end of December. They left in February, early February, and here it is, mid-September, and I am still here. So why do I love Barbados? I love Barbados because it's the Caribbean, so it's an island. I'm half Jamaican, so um, it appeals to, to my uh, nationality. I also love that it is a Black-dominant country. It's refreshing to be in the majority, truly. I like the food. The people are kind. It's small. You can probably drive around the entire island in two hours, two and a half hours. Um, most places you can get to in about half an hour. Um, I love the different area. It's just, there's something for everyone out here. And having been here for so long, I've really made a family out here. So shouts to my, my Bayesian brethren. Kelvin asks, what inspired you to travel the world? So I mentioned this earlier, but my dad works for the United Nations. And ever since I was a kid, we've been traveling somewhere 
usually for the holidays. So when I was 13, I went to boarding school. My dad lived in Ethiopia, where he still lives. Um, how many years later is that? Almost 20 years now. Jeez, dad. And so since he was in Ethiopia and my mom was in New York, you know, we, we wanted to make the times that we had together special. So, I mean, we've been to Turkey, we've been to Beijing, uh, parts of Europe that I can't even remember right now. Travel around to Kenya. Yeah, we've been around. And so early on, I always knew that there was so much food to eat, <laughs> different types of people to see. And I actually think that all of that travel has made me as collaborative and people loving as I am because I just find different cultures so fascinating. And there's always something that we can relate to or appreciate if we, if we look for it. My cousin DK, he says he wants to hear about my adventures in Europe. Tell us more about what you discovered about yourself in Europe before and after we met up in Barcelona. What did I discover about myself? I discovered, I don't think I discovered anything that I didn't know. I'm pretty self-aware. Um, I just realized that I should just continue to follow my intuition and make the moves that I want to make and not worry too much about the future because I will be okay. That was really it. And I, and I just reaffirmed my ability to, to move safely, um, to move freely and just live in the moment. I mean, the amount of friends that I've made while traveling was, was fantastic. So yeah, travel, travel. I love it. I love it. What is not to love? And I like, uh, I like change and new experiences and seeing things I've never seen before. And that is always going to happen when you're traveling, especially to places you've never been. My dear friend, Thorne asks, what are some of your career aspirations? What is your best advice for establishing healthy and productive routines? Man, my career aspirations. I feel like I'm living my career aspirations. I've always wanted to work in advertising. I've always wanted to run my own department, project management. That's all happening. Um, I've always wanted to start a company, which I have uh, with my current position because we opened up a, like a subset of McCann Health New York and I was one of the first project managers there to help organize everything. Yeah which is pretty nice to say. I think the long, further down the line, I also, a career aspiration, I also just wanna be able to work remotely, which is what is exactly happening too. I'm in a good place. If anything, I would say, besides being in a, in a comfortable position right now, Something I do aspire to develop would be a wellness studio. That's been on the back of my mind for a very long time. Um, to come, I think. 
that'll be whenever I figure out where I'm going to settle down. But I'm obviously not in settle down mode because if I'm going to make a wellness studio, right, I have to have it built somewhere. So I have to want to stay in that location. And as we know, I'm a nomad. (laughs) So (laughs) down the line, once I find, I think after I do all this traveling, maybe I'll pick a best spot for myself and then set up shop. So what is your best advice for establishing healthy, productive routines? My best advice for establishing healthy and productive routines is to make a list, people. Make lists. I live and die by lists. I think I should actually write a book about lists. It'd probably be a short book. (laughs) with Lots of bullet points. (laughs) Get it? Like lists. But truly, if you write things down or type them on a notepad, you're going to make yourself a bit more accountable than if you just try to keep everything in your head. So lists can be as intense as you want them to be. They can be like schedules. So 7 a.m. you're going to do this, 8 a.m. you're going to do this, 9 a.m. you're going to do this. You can just make them general for the day. You can make sure that you're prioritizing the lists. It's okay if some things roll over to the next day. But I there's power in writing things down. You know, we say speak speak things to manifest them. I think if you write things down too, there's some manifestation that can occur. And also it doesn't hurt to have an accountability buddy, have somebody who you tell what your intentions are and they can keep you in some sort of check. So if you say, hey, like I want to go to the gym today, this morning, and then it's lunchtime and your friend says, hey, so how was that workout? Don't you want to be able to say, great. Intasar asks, do you still make some decisions based on pleasing your parents? When I first read that question, I f- my answer was no. But then I spoke to my parents recently and I was like, oh, snap, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I take what my parents say into consideration. But at the end of the day, I will make the choice that I think suits me best. Um, I remember when I told my dad that I was quitting my first job or when I was quitting to go travel, um, you know, he wasn't thrilled about that. (laughs) But his concern didn't sway me from making one of the best decisions I've made to date in my life. Um, But, you know, your parents, they care about you. You got to take what they say under advisement. Um, So... If there were some decisions that I would make based on pleasing my parents, I mean, for example, I'm about to go to Mexico. My dad doesn't want me to stay there for too long because it's a little bit dangerous. And the way that the uh, the vaccine culture and the COVID culture is a little bit loose, the protocols. So, yeah, I mean, I was planning on staying there for quite some time, but I, I probably will not. I also this is going to be a little morbid. But I can't, like, I don't want to, to picture my funeral, (laughs) to picture my funeral and to have my dad be there just so disappointed, I can't do it. I can't do it. So that's kind of like a driving force. Um, 
when it comes to decision making. I, I don't want to disappoint my parents. No, that is, they put too much in me to, for me to be a complete asshole. Indusar also asks, do you feel your professional work is making a change in the world and will be beneficial for your afterlife? Ooh, girl, you would. <laughs> oh my gosh. My professional work is making a change for the world. I mean, I work in pharmaceutical advertising, so we are helping sick people feel better by way of, you know, treatment. So I'd like to say yes. You know, people have a, a stigma against big pharma. I won't go into, you know, the specifics there or, or debate that, but high level, that is, that is the purpose. Um, I also, I still self-identify as a fitness instructor, even though I haven't taught class forever. So I think that does make a difference in the world because, you know, after each class, you're just, a, I think after each class, you're a better person. And if you carry that energy into the world, it is transferable and positive. And I think that benefits society. People need to exercise. Exercise. It's important to take care of your body because you don't want it to, to break down on you earlier than it should naturally. So that work I do feel is, is making a change. And I think that'll be beneficial for my afterlife, for sure, for sure. And then there's also uh, this startup that I'm working on, Glancy, um, which is a, a, a better way to connect with people you care about. And I think that that also is, I don't think it's making a change in the world per se, but I think it's making a change for individuals. And sometimes that's the best place to start. Steven asks, what's your favorite exercise and what kind of physical self-care do you partake in when it's a struggle to get yourself to work out? So my favorite exercise, my favorite exercise, um, I mean, I recently, I did CrossFit last year, which was pretty great because it, it's, it's a bit of high intensity interval training with weightlifting and I love weights and I enjoy cardio. I like to get my heart rate up and keep my heart rate up because it just feels like I am a fucking machine. Like I am running on all cylinders and I like that feeling because it, it gives me life. It really does. If you're out there thinking exercise is awful, I always feel like trash. <laughs> After I do it, I say just keep at it because at some point it'll start to feel good. If you don't feel good while exercising, it probably means that your body isn't used to it. So you just need to set a routine until it becomes enjoyable. Like you're you're literally bettering your body. You're making it stronger. So, I mean, what I say in my classes is if it was easy, everybody would do it. So stop looking to take the easy way out. Like this isn't something you can just do for a week and then you lose 10 pounds. You have to make it a part of your lifestyle to be healthy. And the long-term benefits are, are worth it. So what exercise would I do when it's hard for me to want to work out? I would say weightlifting. And I say weightlifting because a lot of people are afraid of cardio. And sometimes I don't really just want to do cardio. I just want to like pump, basically. 
Um, and so weightlifting is something that you're, it's low impact, depending on what you're doing, but it can be low impact. And you just do a couple of motions with the weight that's appropriate, wait a little bit, pick up some more weights, you know, do three sets. But the fact that it's like you work for a bit, you chill, <laughs> you work for a bit, you chill. That's the kind of exercise that I'll do if I like don't really want to work out. Um, I'm not going to do like burpees if I'm not trying to work out because I'm not trying to do that stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to chill. So yeah, pick up some weights. Even if you don't have weights, you can just, you know, have a chair, do some tricep dips, do some push-ups. Just, you know, your body is weight. So you can lift your body weight. Katie Lou. My girl Katie Lou, who actually wrote the lyrics for Bullish with Toro's theme song, she asks, and of course she asks this, if you could play any Broadway musical role, what would it be and why? Ah! Okay, I would probably want to play Hamilton Miss Angelica Schuyler. Wait, I hope it's Angelica, right? Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy. Yeah, it's definitely Angelica. Because, I mean, Satisfied? Like, let me do Satisfied. If you don't know what that song is, pause. Go on YouTube or Disney Plus, And it's in the first half of the show. It's probably like 20, 25, 30 minutes in. But, oh. You will never be satisfied. So good. So good. It gets me hyped. Guess we hide. I'm going to actually watch that. Like now. Church. Church. Yeah, so Angelica Schuyler from Hamilton would be my jam because she is a woman who knows what she wants. She can act with some restraint, but at the end of the day, she gonna make her own way. Okay? <laughs> okay, so my dear friend Maya, now we get into some personal questions over here. Maya asks, what is your philosophy on open relationships? So my philosophy on open relationships is, is that they can work if you and your partner or partners are in a communicative relationship. It is a mandatory that you communicate. Whether you communicate, I mean, also open relationships are, are, they come in so many different shapes and sizes. Some relationships, you know, between a primary and their partner, the third person is shared, or sometimes one partner wants to know if the other person is gonna be engaging with someone else. Sometimes the partner doesn't wanna know if their partner is going to be engaging with someone else. It depends on the rules that you set. But in general, as somebody who had a seven-year open relationship, 
I think they're great. I think that I <laughs> don't like to feel restricted in general. Um, clearly somebody who likes to follow their intuition, do what they want to do. And so I, that, that sentiment falls into relationships as well. So I think as long as there is commitment, open relationships can work. Do them, have fun, live your life. Do what you want to do. So if that's something you want to explore, then I would say have the conversation with your partner. But I think I think they're great. It's like having your cake and eating it too. Ding. Maya also asks, where does your confidence stem from? I think it could be probably my upbringing. I have a pretty unique upbringing. Um, Definitely a world traveler, so seeing a lot of different people and just moving through the world in various capacities in very different environments. Also having gone to boarding school at 13, uh, that had me, you know, having to figure out who I was pretty early on because you're surrounded by a bunch of developing ugh, people, teenagers, kids, man. Kids are assholes. Kids are assholes. So, you know, that was a little bit of a challenge. Uh, but, you know, I made my friends. I knew who I was. I was class president two years in a row. Form officer, it's called. Yeah, I think people recognize that, too. I was just a friendly, easygoing person who did their work and also had a lot of fun. So I think my confidence also comes from being really balanced. Um, because, you know, th I think when you have things going well for you, like, you know, I'm healthy, I'm employed, I have some disposable income, what do I have to not be confident about? Maya also asks, what is your favorite thing about yourself? And it is the fact that I know myself. I know what irritates me. I know what brings me joy. I know when I need to remove myself from a situation. I am infamous for an Irish exit. I will leave a party without letting you know because I'm just done. I will take a nap at a party because I'm tired and I want to still be there, but I just need a minute. <laughs> my oldest friends can tell you I used to sleep at my own parties. I'd be like, hey guys, just, you know, lock the door when you're done. I'm just going to go, go to bed. Um, I really do love that about myself. And I, and I ask you guys, what is your favorite part about yourself? What do you love about yourself? Maya also asks, what is something you've always wanted to accomplish but haven't or couldn't? And, you know, we, I've had variations of this question um, that I've already answered, but I want to answer this in a different way. Um... Something that I've always wanted to understand, but I still can't understand yet, is why did I get kicked out of boarding school? Do y'all know that? Did y'all know I got kicked out of boarding school in like the last week over some bullshit? Long story short, this is what I used to say. I used to say that I took the headmaster's car for a joyride. But what had really happened was... Um, I was a prefect for a girl who left the school and she used to let me use her laundry service bag. I used to have the service, but I decided to not have it that year. Um, and when I had it, you prepaid for the year, 
But this person's service was, you know, you pay as you go. I didn't know that. I thought I could just keep using the laundry bag. So a teacher came to my class or my room and said, do you have this bag? And I said, yeah, it's right there. And that was about it. She just looked around and said, okay, and left. Next thing you know, I'm getting sent to the disciplinary committee upon which I used to serve, but they had to replace me because I was getting DC'd, which was interesting. Um, and long story short, I got kicked out of school for using someone's laundry bag. And when her name was Rachel, when Rachel said, um, she told them that, you know, the bag was, it's fine. Like, forget it. We just didn't know why we were getting charged. It's not a big deal. Like we gave the bag to her. She kept using it like whatever. It's 180 bucks. My dad paid it like no big deal. For some reason, I still got kicked out of school when there were people who, you know, lied about attending service. One guy like hit a chick with a stick and made her bleed. There was so much shit that went down. There were kids that got kicked out of school for like statutory rape. And here I was a person who was class officer for two years, head of multiple clubs, uh, you know, a, a fine student, not like a miscreant. Never had been DC'd before. I don't know. Was it because I was black? I don't know. But I'll tell you, these other folks didn't get kicked out or anything as severe as I did for using a laundry bag. I still don't get why that happened, but that headmaster is no longer there. And I'm sure nobody's mad about that. Actually, I know that. But anyway. Yeah. Your girl got kicked out of school. Not a good, not, 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 uh, not a good thing. <laughs> Parents were like, what the fuck? And I was like, yo, I don't know. This is some bullshit. But, you know, I think success is your greatest revenge. And look at me living my motherfucking best life. So take that, RC. Some of y'all know who that is. Last question here. Gray asks, when choosing a partner... What's your biggest red flag that would make you consider otherwise? Mm. Biggest red flag when choosing a partner for me is somebody who doesn't have ambition. Somebody who is just incredibly comfortable where they are and they're good. Yeah, because I can't listen. It's OK to have periods of 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 stability. And what I mean by stability is periods of just enjoying where you are. However, I need a partner that has vision. If you're working at the best of the best, that's great. What's next? Hashtag where to next. That's about it. Because I am someone who is ambitious and I'm always looking to better myself physically, spiritually, mentally. And so I want to make sure that my partner has those qualities too. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to want to grow with this individual. And so maybe our vision will grow and align towards each other. But you got to have it to make those moves. Well, guys, my time in Barbados is over. I actually leave today. So I'm glad that I got this episode in. Um, you know, the reason I made the podcast, like I said in the upfront, is because I wanted to create something for myself. And 
you know, there there's some time that's happened in between these episodes, but that's because I've just been living. And so I never want a passion project to get in the way of life. That's that's contradictory to me. And so I'm glad to uh, be winding down in this way before I head to New York, before I head to Mexico. For my cousin's wedding, the whole family, it's about to go down. <laughs> I'll stay in Mexico for some amount of time. And then we'll see. It's been a pleasure to, to talk like this. Um, thanks to everybody who sent a question. That was really fun. And I will see you guys somewhere on the globe. It's Bullish with Toro. Bye.